It's 11am in Rovaniemi, 10am in Zurich, 9am in London and 4am in Toronto. You're listening to Monocle Radio. Monocle on Sunday starts now. Good morning and a very Merry Christmas. Welcome to Monocle on Sunday, a very special edition. All of my elves are around the table uh, here in the heart of Zurich. Rob Bound is here, Juliet Lindley, Nick Manise, Andrew Tuck here for a change. So, Andrew, great having you here. Why not in London today? Well, Tyler, I just like being here. It's, a, it's Christmassy. It's the nice place to be. And, um, and look, and you can see Juliet's so short. She's dressed for the part. Look at that. Um, white, white, white top. Candy cane colors. Candy cane, red, red bottoms. Is it a skirt? Is it a... It's trousers. No, it's a skirt. Also with pockets for your presents. Yes. So, anyway. so, talking of red bottoms, here's Robert. Hi, Rob. Hello. How are you? Hi, Toboggan Dim from Samaritz. Tyler, lovely to be here. Exactly. Bringing a bit of winter wonderland to Devorstrasse. Love it. Also, Nick Maniz, <laughs> wonderful having you around the table. It's, it's, to be honest, it's nice not to be in Australia at this time of year. I, I really, all the tris, Christmas traditions make sense when you're in Europe, particularly Switzerland, like lights on a tree. We yes. in Australia when it's like yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, people, we're going to be also talking to uh, our far-flung correspondents around the world as well. It's the 24th of December 2023, live from Zurich. This is Monocle on Sunday. Live from Zurich, this is Monocle on Sunday with Tyler Brulé. A very, very snowy good morning to you from Dufourstrasse here in Zurich. It's wonderful uh, having all of our team around the table as well. As I said at the start, we're going to be talking to uh, our correspondents uh, around the world. We're also going to start as well. Um, our Emma Nelson is also in London uh, for us this morning. Maybe you're taking a bit of a, a new... We're not having a news break. You're taking a break from the news. Uh, but good morning, Emma. Happy Christmas to you, Tyler, and happy Christmas to Dufourstrasse 90. We're keeping the fires burning here at uh, Midori House. Uh, we're trimming the tree. We're basting the turkey and we're getting, well, we're bedding in. Okay, good. Well, listen, you can hear the buzz uh, in, in the background beyond as well, because absolutely hopping uh, here this morning. Uh, a little bit of a, of a last uh, rush before Christmas. A lot of people already up in the mountains as well, but we're talking a little bit about uh, what's happening. You know, Rob, you were talking about uh, Sam Ritz as well. I'm not sure when you are up there. Did you see them putting the sign on the shop? I said, Monocle Store, of course, on the roundabout at the Stefani uh, Hotel, reopened now for the season. I said, amp up that sign when to compete with the likes of all the big luxury goods companies. It looks beautiful. Queue around the block. Uh, it's looking very handsome, Tyler, and doing decent business. Yeah, it looks really good. Absolutely. And listen, Juliet, you're on your way. You're on, Listen, you're back from Thailand. That was fantastic, right? Incredible. It was just so nice to be in temperatures similar to what Nick Manis is trying to avoid. So nice to be warm and toasty. Now, and you're, you're, you are coming up to the mountains as well. I believe you've RSVP'd for... I believe I, I did. I think you've RSVP'd for a New Year's Eve party as well. You're week, hosting. A week, wow. week from now. Yeah, it's very yes. exciting. No, we, that, well, yeah, we are hosting. Matt's, of course, is going to be in charge of uh, all of the, the fixings and trimmings uh, as well. But I've been so busy baking since I got back from Thailand that I haven't had that much time to figure out what I'm going to wear to your dinner because I'm making the Trinidad Christmas cake, which, as you know, main ingredient, dark rum. Yeah. Second main ingredient, a bunch of other alcohol and dried fruits and stuff. But like what's that. it called? Like Trini, 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 Trini you cake. You can also call it Jamaican Christmas cake or black cake or Bajan cake, but yeah. 
but is there is there a difference to the Trini edition versus the Jamaican? Probably the quantity of rum that you put in. Okay. Any decorations on your cake, or it's just a it's just a plain cake? You kind of need to put a few Trinidadian flags on it, red, white, okay. and black. Again, this is one of those things where to actually have like a pudding when it's not 40 degrees outside really, really does make sense. So I think we'll definitely have some sort of pudding, dried fruits in it, obviously essential, a little bit of ice cream on the side. I guess my, my one thing is I can still, I guess, feel nostalgic for Australia by picking a seat too close to the fire, then I'm equally sweaty. So it kind of doesn't really... So I, I know that's not the prettiest visual, but that's how I overcome okay. this sort of distance from my family. Well, we, we also heard Andrew as well, because uh, uh, Minneapolis is also going to be play uh, part of the story. I don't know how you're going to get to Minneapolis uh, in time by tomorrow morning. But anyway, that's your problem, not ours. But I was I was told that your... Is it your, mo- your, your mother-in-law, future mother-in-law, whatever it may be? She, <laughs> my, she, my lover's she, mother. She, she, lover's mother. Uh, that... that she says, like, you've, you've got to sit on your hands and not I'm, touch I'm anything not because you're like a bull in a china shop. Yeah, so we're heading off to Minneapolis, actually, and, I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not allowed to touch anything around the house because inevitably I will put... Including your lover. Wrong, including my lover. But that's more because of the awkwardness of, uh, you know, we're unwed, uh, and that would be, uh, you know, my Italian grandmother would be turning over in her grave. Um, so, you know, it's just a little bit of... So do you have twin beds? <laughs> we do. See, and this is one of those confusing things. I thought that meant a double bed, but really, no, it's two separate beds. Um, I don't know where we're going with this. No, this She's is not listening. I am going to Minneapolis, and I'm not allowed to touch A lot of things. detail on That's the bedding. Where, That's where it is. Emma, I want to go back to mm. London just, just very quickly. Basting, basting of turkeys. Is, is it going to be, is it, is it a Christmas Eve moment uh, at your house, or is it more of a, a Christmas day? Major Christmas operation on Christmas Eve. There are things that need to be done. Most importantly is picking up the turkey. So mm. uh, anybody who's ever been to Marlebone in London will know that there is a butcher's called the Ginger Pig and it is famous and it is wonderful and it is a big thing on a Christmas Eve. You will queue up. It takes you an hour to get your turkey but it doesn't. no one matters because they bring you coffee and they bring you sausage rolls and they basically stuff you by the time you get to the shop and so you then go and buy more of what you've just eaten. Then that all goes home and then there's a sort of gathering of everything together and then I also have to find the Christmas pudding because I buy my Christmas pudding a year if not two years in advance and I let it get all macerated and gooey and sugary and alcoholy and I leave it for a year and so by the time it comes to Christmas Day it's absolutely gone bananas it's off the scale the only trouble is is I'm sometimes quite forgetful so I can be in sort of like mid-April mid-March and I'm in the back of the cupboard and I can find a Christmas pudding from about 2017 and try and work my way out but no it's a big thing the prep is all on the day and then we've got loads of stuff happening with different people in different places so I think we may be attempting three turkeys this year. Uh, now I have to ask just a quick, quick poll around the table, London included. Christmas pudding, interested, not? Well, it sounds exactly like the best the Trini, Trinidad the, black cake yeah. as a former colony that doesn't surprise us. Does no, okay. I like it. You, you do I, like I it, Rob? I love the setting fire to it bit. Yeah, I, yeah. Also, yeah I love Christmas cake. Love See, I wish you could just torch it. It would go away. Really? Uh, yeah, it does, I, does not interest me. Okay. I like it, and I like the brandy butter. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm leaning into it. As you, well. you're, you're as well. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but I, not well, Tyler. And then obviously the next day, everything in a sandwich, uh, which is a little <laughs> bit weird. I, I thought we weren't going to talk about what was happening. I was going to say, yeah. I was like, what, yeah. what happens between your twin beds is your business. What are you substituting for the pudding then? What do you eat in Canada? Well, definitely not panettone as well, because I'm not interested. Oh, I like panettone. Everyone likes panettone. I see, no. I see. I like a you good. Like a I like. A, I like a good. I like a Baumkuchen. Yeah. I like a. Um, a no, Strollen as well. See, here's the issue. I don't like candied fruit. Mm, who does? I do quite like so you get chocolate no, panettone. No, 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 no. I don't want a chocolate panettone, and I don't want. Don't want any orange. I don't want any mint with my chocolate. I don't really 
really want chocolate. No, I, I hate orange and chocolate. Orange, or, or anything, orange and anything. See, Jaffa, oh, cake. Orange ja- Jaffa cake's horrible. No, Jaffa right. cake's disgusting, but orange no. from Sprungli, good. No, and I and I, I hate it in the summer when people put orange and fruit in salads. Oh no, and with and, Finocchio, and, Finocchio and, salad, and nuts and, and I don't I don't like nuts and salad either. So no, picky. You like no, a Negroni? Is a, is a kind yeah. of like a bit it's like a, a Christmas pudding in drink, <laughs> in a drink. <laughs> and we're all a little bit husky because I'm sure someone had there were there were free, some, there, free there, show. There were some parties. Okay, so Andrew, <laughs> yes. top top Christmas party. I mean, something might obviously happen this evening, but what what was the highlight party for you over the last few weeks? Ah, uh, am I? About, uh, well, I love. Uh, no, of course, London is. Cl- London, London is. You're listening London to the news. Is a classic, and it's amazing being with all the team. It's it's super hard to beat. But for getting me in the mood, Paris. I just think there was something. What, ha- what happened in Paris? What what got you in the mood in Paris? I don't know. It's it's just one of those moments because we had a busy w- working day there, and then in the evening we uh, convened at Chateau Voltaire. And I don't know. There's. It was just one of those magical moments when you're in a different city. It was. It was Christmassy outside. People came in such good humour. And I just don't know. It's. It's. You know. We talk about what Monocle does, but it's. It's. It's the friendships across the years. We've been going 17 odd years now, and there's so many people who have known us so so many years. And then we had this amazing dinner where we sat down, and again, just the range of people who are there. You know, a film director, somebody who worked for Macron. Uh, another friend of ours who does fashion with us but has a, her own magazine. And just going around that table, it just made me realise how how the magazine is so good at being a convening point for all these different authorities and ideas. And, and that, it's, that's what's magical for me. Nick is uh, nodding his head in the background. Well, I am. I, I thought it was that, that was a very, you know... Nice answer that made. It was a very wholesome evening. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, uh, afterwards a few of us kicked on. Uh, I, I think we... How do we even find this bar? Andrew, and to be clear as well, Andrew pressured everyone into continuing drinking. <laughs> I, I just want that on record. Um, but you asked the concierge at the hotel lobby for a, a, a bar. The concierge just said, oh, just go to the bar on the corner. The bar on the corner was just a, a really random bar. And we just had, you, you had a, a beer, I think you had another glass of wine. When we got the bill, they were charging 20 euros for a, a, a glass of beer. And because uh, my recollection was heading out the door, we asked, is the bar any good? And the concierge's answer was, well, it's open till 5 a.m. So uh, I think. <laughs> well, that, but I here's the best. Then I, I also got a note in the morning from our COO who said she was quite sensible. She was already you know, tucked up in her nighty. And then I think she got a note from you, Andrew, who said, actually, we're down at the bar. And she said she really had that moment. Say, should, I, like, should I just, like, you know, throw some shoes on and, a be- yeah. and belt my nighty? <laughs> and just go make an appearance, but come in the uh, hotel slippers. Yeah, it was still. A, we, we were interviewing someone the next morning. It was. It was still a tough one. Rob, what was? Uh, what worked for you? Um, I tell you what, the Zurich party, the client party in Zurich, really got me in the mood. Um, Zurich, a city famously rural here. We will hear still um, that. Always shows a bit more legs than you think it's going to mm. um, at party season. So yeah, that really got me in the mood for Christmas. There was a fantastic. There was a fantastic crowd. It's a bit of a segue as well because we're heading to Tokyo to talk to our Fiona Wilson. But our collection of our, our, our sort of mini Japanese uh, community was was outstanding. There oh, yeah. was, of course, there was a sing song as well. Oh uh, yeah, but some good hats. Or at least one good hat as well. Very funky Team Japan. Yeah, super funky Team uh, Japan. And always not surprising, but no, yeah. no, but but just always beautifully styled. And yeah, but I think actually all of the audience last night, everybody who came for the the, the client drinks. Just a cool I don't know party. where Juliet was because we thought, oh well, maybe Juliet would have showed up. But I had to go and check after the party in Zurich. I went by and thought, you know, did they 
I, don't, I, I wasn't sure where they were. Had they left for Thailand already or not? All the shutters were down. What happened? Tell us. We what, had what? an early night in, but what I loved was the next evening, the huge party at the Oxen. Yes, Oxen love the party. Venue, yeah. Love the fondue, truffle pieces on the fondue, always a hit. Always, for, and especially for me. And I loved you singing your solo piece. Right? It was amazing. Always, but that's, that's my party favorite. <laughs> I said we were going to go to Japan. Uh, our Fiona Wilson uh, is standing by uh, in Tokyo for us. Um, Merry Christmas, Fiona. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you. I realise I sound like I've I've been doing a few rounds of karaoke. I'm a little <laughs> bit husky today. We like husky. Do, do they like? <laughs> but do they like huskies in Tokyo? Because I never I never see huskies. You know, of course, you've got a Shiba, but every time I'm sort of in and around Yogi, I'm not sure if if I mean because I don't think they probably huskies wouldn't like summer in in Tokyo, would they? It's a bit they need too toasty for them. Need a haircut. Yeah. No, I mean, they wouldn't, you would think. But yes, you of course you see them. You see every amazing pedigree dog in, in the dog run in Yeogi Park, including Huskies. But uh, yeah, I'm a bit biased towards Shiba. Okay, so Chris, listen, last time we saw you, um, because also Tokyo was, was really the starting point for uh, the Christmas party, the Christmas season. Amazing uh, party that we had at, at, at Trunk uh, Tommy Gaia. But I'm just intrigued. Maybe you know, this is the holiday season. You're in, of course, uh, one of the global capitals of uh, superior uh, consumerism. Uh, what have the streets been like uh, of late? Because certainly when I was there, this was a little bit also just off the back of U.S. Thanksgiving. So it felt like most of the United States uh, was certainly over there enjoying that long weekend. Uh, but what are the what have the what's the past week looked like, Fiona? Yeah, I mean, I have to say the party really kicked things off, didn't it? I mean, we had over two hundred people. I realised when I added it all up, so that's <laughs> that was a good start. But yeah, I think since then it's been pretty much non-stop. And if you go down as I did today down to Montesando, it is blazing with Christmas lights, and there are thousands of people out. Uh, the police are out trying to marshal the crowd. So yeah, <laughs> no shortage of people. Fiona, hi, this is Rob. Lovely to um, lovely to make your Christmas acquaintance on the airwaves as ever. <laughs> tell us tell us a little bit about Japanese Christmas Day. How, how does that happen in in your household? What are you eating? Um, and where do you where do you sit on the sliding scale of candied fruit? It's today's hot topic. Exactly, and also the, and also the, the pudding as well. You know what? Christmas in Japan it's an odd one because unless it's a weekend, it's a working day. It's not a public holiday, so it could could often be quite a quiet one. I have to say, I've had a few very quiet ones. The big challenge is one, getting a turkey if you want one, and two, having an oven that's big enough to cook one. Um, I've had a few classic disasters <laughs> where I've had to sort of slice a turkey in two. And I mean, it's been an absolute dog's dinner. In fact, even the dog wouldn't want it. But yeah, yeah that's the big challenge. And yeah, the, you know, many people just resort to the traditional bucket of uh, KFC. That is the oh, traditional. Yeah, of course it is, isn't it? And it's daytime. Uh, and it's daytime in Japan, isn't it? Isn't it like yeah? So, so tonight, Christmas yeah. e- is it Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, Fiona? That it, that it's it's couples' night. It's Christmas Eve. It's the big night. Yeah. Do not go out for dinner on Christmas Eve um, in a couple with someone you don't really know because um, yeah, it's definitely date night. Slight, slightly Fiona, embarrassing. Fiona, is, is is Andrew here? How come KFC became so integral to Japanese Christmas? Yeah, that's an interesting one. You know, I, I looked into this one time. The myth has sort of got lost in time. I think, you know, basically one very entrepreneurial manager of uh, Japanese, the, the Japan Kentucky Fried Chicken, one year thought, I know, let's get a bucket of drumsticks and make that the Christmas thing. And it worked. I mean, it's a bit like the Christmas cake here um, is the uh, is a sponge cake with strawberry and cream. I mean, you know, anything Which goes Which you wrote really about good. beautifully for, for in, this, in the current <laughs> issue of, of Monocle. I did happen to do that, yeah. And I also, I, I, what I didn't write in that piece was that 
having you know watched this beautiful cake being made the chef said we can't sell this you know because it's fresh cream why don't you have it so i ate it as well <laughs> it's a hard job it's a hard job for you. But, uh, listen you know, if you're, this is the amazing thing i don't know why this, you know, of course you've got sort of beautifully sort of decorated you know christmas rolls and all, all of those types of things here um we, we of course we're stuck with sort of christmas pudding but that's the amazing thing when you're in cozy corner in ginza all of these amazing bakeries i was in okinawa just just the array of extraordinary christmas cakes hasn't really arrived here so uh, there there is a there is as you you know as you also uh wrote there is there's an export opportunity here for sure I mean, just the bakery situation is out of hand here, and I love it. Fiona, can I ask, you know, this is is date night and KFC night. Are you seeing those two happen? Like, were you and your husband D down at the local KFC uh, sharing a a deep in in a bucket? (laughs) (laughs) I love the thought of that. Do you know what, Nick? I'm sorry to say, but I've never actually had the bucket of KFC. Not being snooty well, about maybe, it, maybe but I'm holding is, out Maybe the this turkey. is the year for it. Some greasy fingers. Um, I'm, I don't. That's a weird visual. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Pick the gristle out of that, Manise. I'm feeling away from Christmas Day. Then is there a day in the year where people would give gifts to each other, or is because Japan's so good at gift wrapping and all of the paraphernalia around gifts? It, it feels weird that there's not a day where gifting is a thing. I mean, the nightmare in Japan, in a way, is, is there a day when there isn't a gift? I mean, you can't turn up anywhere in Japan without a gift being given to you. I mean, you have to you have to come armed to any event you go to, you know, bring a gift wherever you're going. So really, I mean, you know, and at, we've got this famous stationery shop in Ginza Itoya and they they have the wrapping uh, concierge there. So uh, she's the woman to go to. She deals with all wrapping that uh, of presents that, you know, you might have to deal with. I just have to go back to uh, National Azabu uh, Grocery Store, which, uh, Nick, this is a grocery store uh, just sort of down from Rapongi Hills. It feels like it's in suburban Minneapolis in the 19, Fiona, what, ni- early 1970s? But it was, was already, at, when I was there at Thanksgiving, obviously it would make sense, but you could, you could place your order for these just jumbo-sized uh, turkeys then. But yeah, who has a Panasonic or other kind of, is it only if you're a diplomat uh, that you can, you can actually put it in the embassy kitchen to cook it up? Because I, I was like thinking, like, where are they going to fit these things in? Do you know, this is something expats talk about. Have you got your turkey yet? This is what they're saying in November. Same with, have you got your Christmas tree? So this amazing supermarket. And I slightly wish I were American at this point because it, it stocks all these things that Americans have been, you know, eating Do since you they really? were children. Do you really? <laughs> I want to know what graham crackers are or you know i found out all these things about america i never knew through japan but uh yeah national azabu is the route to uh, expat cuisine Sorry, that just tickled me. Graham crackers, I think it is. Graham crackers, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> See, there, there you go. Yeah, there. I, I, just, I just haven't cracked it. I mean, come, feel free to come and spend uh, Christmas Day with my family and uh, my uh, in-laws in Minneapolis. That's, uh, you know, and I guarantee you, you will not be able to touch anything. So it's, it's quite it's quite nice. <laughs> you just put your feet up and uh, stay out of the way. Okay, Fiona, <laughs> just before we go uh, and, and before uh, presents are opened, etc., cetera, uh, highlight or, or standout story for the year uh, for you from, uh, from Japan. Uh, uh, I mean, of course, you know, we're talking to you week in and week out. You're reporting mm. every day. But if uh, if you look back or also, you, you know, you can dodge that one. Also, look, at, we'll let you look ahead as well. We'll let you look you know, beyond uh, January 1st. Uh, what do you think is going to be defining uh, for, for your, your patch of reporting? I mean, there's just so much been going on this year. I was I was thinking about this, funnily enough, as the year 
came to a close. And I was thinking, was it the moment where I was on a driverless bus careering through a town in Ibaraki? That was an interesting one. Uh, I survived that. But then I thought, no, I think it was it was being in Ishigaki in Okinawa with the uh, Japan Coast Guard. That was an exciting one. Um, yeah, packed onto yeah. a ship with hot sailors. <laughs> <laughs> what's not, what's not to like about that assignment? Merry Christmas. In the sun, yes. Um, and yeah, looking ahead, that's an interesting one. I mean, I'm quite interested to see what Team Lab borderless the most visited museum in the world is reopening i think in february at this point the, the the date's a bit of a moving target but that'll be an interesting one you know i want to get in there before the, the 10 million other people get in but uh, yeah that's that's something i'm looking forward to well we'll let you queue up for that um i think we should all say merry christmas to 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 fiona over in uh, in tokyo enjoy the bucket Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. You're listening to a very special uh, edition of Monocle on Sunday here in Zurich. Juliet Linney's here, uh, Rob Bowne, Nick Manise, uh, Andrew Tuck, Emma Nelson back in London. Emma, I, I, I heard a clattering of, of nails uh, on, on keyboard. Uh, were you ordering a KFC bucket right now? No, I just wanted to know a little bit more about Fiona's sailors. I thought you fell off your chair there for a moment. I mean, well, I mean, frankly, once I've seen the sailors, I may well fall off my chair. That's what I'm hoping for anyway. Yeah, and did you, I mean, of course, we only see the, the pictures that hit the pages of the magazine. Um, and, it was, and it was a lovely story uh, that, that Fiona delivered. And this is, of course, very good geopolitical story, talking about, of course, the role of Japan uh, in, uh, of course, its, its southern waters uh, and of certainly... Uh, yeah, the run-ins uh, with, uh, with certainly with, with China, um, and and of course how they're of course developing a more toothsome force down there. But were there any sort of outtakes? Um, were there were, were, what was Fiona doing on the chopper pad? Well, I think <laughs> I think there are quite a few handsome sailors in that story. But we, maybe we could do like a, a kind of. Men of Monocle calendar for for 2024. Oh well, that would be great because actually, you, listen, because you did miss this one, and this was uh, our, our Nick Manis. I don't know. Are men allowed to wear halter tops? And I think it's the great debate of the season because at the Christmas, tops, yeah, at the Christmas like, party, you've never tops. seen you've never seen a man on a dance floor who can you know layers come off. There's a t-shirt, and with one hand, he can actually sort of you know. Yeah, sort of whip the front over the back, and then it's sort of you know under his armpits, and and there's and there's an instant there's an instant halter top. Are we referring to the Robert Bowne? No, this is Nick Manese. This is Nick Manese. So this this comes from I I have a I have a tendency of taking my shirt off at parties, and I I blame my parents for not giving me enough attention growing up. Um, So that's that's. But I digress. But there were a few comments made that hey maybe let's keep the shirt on this year. So. Halter top? Why not? What's a halter top? A wife uh, beater vest? No, no, no. Like uh, a like, like a bikini top, more yeah. or less, but made out of a t-shirt. So you get you get a little bit of the rig, a little bit of a treat for everybody. Are you wearing um, one now? I can I can make Could one right now. Is that, what we're, is that what we're actually going to do? Are we going to do? Do we yeah, want to do one? Show the we're going to do. Uh, here we go. Got, oh, there it is. Got, there it's, we go. It's, We've got the halter top for Christmas. There we go. Look at that. Do I do the rest of the show in this? Is this is this the metaphorical calendar? Should this be a pop-up? But speaking of calendars, there's a Vatican. Calendar with like twelve <laughs> handsome priests. On it. Yeah, uh, is not there? officially so not Swiss guards. It's, no, it's handsome priests. No, definitely twelve handsome priests, black and okay, white. Okay, it's, it's it's a revenue generator. So this is the next thing for my. <laughs> okay, next thing for for this program, uh, we're uh, we're heading to Singapore uh, right now to talk to uh, our correspondent there, uh, Naomi Shu Elegant, uh, is uh, is standing by uh, in in singers for us. Uh, good evening and Merry Christmas. Hi Tyler, how are you doing? I'm very well. Don't just say hi to me because we've got Nick, Rob, Andrew, and Juliet here as well. Hi, Naomi. Hi, Naomi. Hello. I didn't realize it was a whole panel. Are you all in the same room? 
Uh, we're all in. We're in 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 Zurich. We're we're in the in grotto. It's, yeah. it's it's like you didn't know we were calling you. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't know how sort of you know Christmas Eve is is is, is going there. Uh, maybe give give us a, a little bit of a view from from your patch of the world. Uh, of course, you know we're chatting to Fiona, of course, in Singapore, uh, and and you're really of course in another you know great hub of of consumerism, um, and of course you know very much the melting pot that Singapore is. What what happens, you know, when it comes to Christmas time? Is it really sort Sort of defined by the expat uh, community there, uh, or of course, if you sort of look at sort of the broader base of Singapore, uh, how are things being celebrated? I think, as you said, yeah, consumerism really, really reigns. Um, it's a really popular holiday. The malls go crazy, as you would expect in Malaysia as well, which is actually where I'll be spending my time. Um, it's a public holiday uh, both here and in Malaysia, which is really nice. We have, you know, I think each ethnic group and religion gets like their three a lot of days per year and they're they're quite nice about that and when we think about the, the let's say that you, you talk about sort of the, the packed malls etc so i would say you know, having come from japan and, and a country which is very very good at sort of you know, reinvention and improving of everything and when I mean, you think about what they do with lights and uh, and certainly you know what they do with department stores in uh, in japan as well maybe you can give us a rating naomi when you sort of look at uh, the, the christmas illuminations and they, they doesn't they don't mind an led sort of any time of day in singapore anyway and a bit of an uplighter but uh, when it comes to Christmas, uh, how do you sort of rank what you've sort of seen along Orchard Road and elsewhere? I mean, I think we're at a pretty bad disadvantage because we have no snow. Uh, it's the tropical weather, you know, remains throughout, which is very un-Christmassy. But um, I think there's like amazing lights. There's, you know, kind of 30-foot Christmas trees appear in the in the mall atria. So it's, it's pretty dramatic stuff. And they try and make up for the lack of snow with like little uh, cotton ball fake snow kind of scenes and things like that. That sounds, it sounds very are, authentic yeah. and very, very More stunning. More questionable. <laughs> Naomi, I want to ask, like food-wise, what are you tucking into? Because we've been talking about puddings over here and all, all sorts of rum cakes, but it doesn't feel very seasonal. Are you dipping into seafood? What's what's on the menu? I think for me and my family, and it's probably kind of representative, we love going to a crab restaurant called Fatty Crab in Kuala Lumpur. Fatty Crab, wasn't that your nickname in high school? Got him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, was, is it fa- Fatty Crab or Fatty? Fa- fatty, Fatty. Oh, Fatty Crab. Fatty Crab. <laughs> yeah. Big fat crab. Nick, you've never said a truer word. That's what that cut. That cut. It's true. So I, I was known as fatty crab. We've, we've done our reviews for the year. I'm feeling very liberated. We can talk about this in 2024. Yeah, Andrew's scuffling sideways around the table. <laughs> my, the, my claw will be reaching around and grabbing you from the neck. Um, so, Naomi, and what do you what do you order, please, at fatty crab? What, what would be what would be your go to order? Is it one big fatty crab, or do you like do you like yeah. uh, multiple, do you like a basket? A bucket. So you have a bucket of fatty crabs. More like crabs. more like a platter. Fried. <laughs> okay. More so platter there's than a bucket. and do you eat the shell and crunch all the bits, or is it like they give you these up? um metal hammers and tongs that you kind of break the the crab with, and you have huge piles of toast, which I think must be a, a British colonial leftover. Um, because why would we be eating toast? But it's great. It's really, really good. <laughs> Wait, Juliet, you're liking the sound That's, of this? I'm loving it. So these are deep fried fatty crabs. No, no are they steamed, the, deep fried, steamed. various sauces. Yeah, you got to get at least three different types of crab. Sounds amazing. And hammers and tongs. I like, but I, yeah. the, the toast, the toast component, I like yeah, a lot. Yeah. yeah. Wait, why? Why? Like, I don't know because the, I'm feeling the there's a lot of it? a lot of like dipping going on, and there's like a lot of soaking. Yeah, you got to mop up the sauce. Yeah, exactly, soaking exactly. up of crab juice and. Bits. What are you drinking, Naomi? With that, I'm feeling kind of like <laughs> that might lend itself to something sort of. Um, 
like a sort of Bloody Mary-ish? What are you, what are you, what are you washing that down with? I think beer is always a good go-to. My mom likes to bring a rosé, which is probably the safest wine to drink with Chinese wait, food. Wait, hold on. Your mom oh, brings yeah. a rosé. Oh, hold yeah, on. Stop. It's BYO. Oh, it course. is BYO. Oh, right. yeah. I thought she was just... in a handbag. I was going to say, I thought mom always has a, a, stand, a standby rosé in her bag. Yeah, a little, little bit of blush. <laughs> we, we, we want to meet mom. We like the sound of that. <laughs> um, and pres- yeah, I don't think pres- the wine list at Fatty Crab is, uh, is too great. So you and, pre- and presents are opened uh, if, if, you, if you indulge in Christmas in Singapore. Is more of a Christmas Day thing or or is it going to happen tonight on Christmas Eve? Definitely, definitely Christmas Day. Yeah, in the morning. Okay. Well, we, we like we like the sound of that, but yeah, I, 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 I prefer that. Christmas Eve. Just quickly, Christmas Eve for presents for you? I like Christmas Eve. I can't Christmas, wait. You can't yeah, wait. Andrew? Can't wait. Uh, it has to be Christmas Day Christmas. morning. Rob? I, I always believe in the delayed gratification, as you know. So okay. <laughs> morning, morning. <laughs> Naomi, uh, have a very, very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Naomi. Merry Christmas. Yay, Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas. Enjoy the crab. Uh, Thank over, you. Back over in uh, London. Emma Nelson uh, is there with the news headlines. I'm not sure what she is going to cook up uh, <laughs> in that department uh, on Christmas Eve, but Emma, over to you. Thank you very much indeed, Tyler. A woman who set fire to a giant straw goat outside an Icelandic branch of IKEA says she regrets nothing. In November 2016, she and two others committed arson by burning down the infamous Christmas monument outside the only IKEA in Reykjavik. A family in a small town in New York has claimed the world record for having the most lights on a residential property for Christmas. Every year, roughly 60,000 visitors drive to Union Vale to take a tour around the driveway of Timothy and Grace Gay. This year, 720,420 lights are set to sew a soundtrack that plays over a local radio frequency. But some are not happy with the gays. One neighbour says for years they haven't been able to use their washing machine or dishwasher while the lights are switched on. An airline has announced it will introduce help-yourself snacks and drinks trolleys for the Christmas period. The so-called grab-and-go station is being trailed on United's new Airbus 321 neoplanes. Holidaymakers will be able to walk up to the station and grab anything they want from a limited supply of water and snacks offered during the complimentary service. A care home has requested a set of knitted scarves to keep its herd of goats warm this Christmas. Arthur, Ben, Bill, Sarah, Skye, Sunny, Chewy and Mr G live on the 100-acre Duckless farm in Sussex. As well as asking for the scarves from Santa, the farm has requested equipment to make a goaty adventure playground. And the American Veterinary Medical Association has declared Santa's nine reindeer healthy and ready for the Christmas Eve journey around the world. The animals are examined for signs of disease that can affect their ability to fly, such as bacterial infections, tuberculosis and chronic wasting. And those are the Christmas headlines. Back to you, Tyler, in Zurich. <laughs> I'm, do we have a picture of Mr. G? That's what, that's what, that's what I want to know. And Chewy. Chewy. Yeah, and he's, Chewy. He's obviously got in trouble before. That's, that's amazing news broadcast. <laughs> And, and also, and, I, and also, the fact that people don't like the gays. No, no. <laughs> why, why, is it, why is it us gays always getting the blame for everything? I thought it was typically when gays moved into a neighbourhood, things got better. But it sounds like it's much, much worse over there. Well, yeah, but actually, normally gays are normally quite good with lighting, and, and yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not really sure what's happening at that household. Uh, Emma, any any thoughts, or reflections on that? Um, well, I mean. <laughs> What's your takeaway from those stories? I want to know how we build a goatee adventure playground. And I also want to know what you would put on a United Airlines 
complimentary help yourself airline trolley. Oh, that really opens it. I mean, that is that's a whole dedicated program. Could you imagine? Because also, you have to think where you'd actually put that in the, on the aircraft, um, and then that sort of just surge of people, sort of you know, running for the galley, congestion no? in the aisles, right? And then didn't she say water? <laughs> Did yeah. I hear what, that? Yeah. Water, yeah. And water as a amenity. One would hope like, so. And then <laughs> just repackaged, repackaged. Yeah, they, they nuts. say it's a, a limited yeah. supply of water as well. So let's not go mad here. First but come, first serve. If we have monocle airlines, I'm assuming that Mr. Bound is in charge of the bar because I'm assuming that the trolley is actually a fully functioning bar. <laughs> that and just nuts on a cold tray. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you're right. Everyone's especially, awake, especially on a Christmas Eve. <laughs> uh, I believe we, I, be, I believe uh, you have uh, a special U.S. guest who might be able to. Well, he's, he's, he's a British guest based in the U.S. Now, of course, in Studio One uh, in London, uh, our uh, U.S. correspondent uh, Chris Lord uh, is. He is there alongside you, uh, isn't he? We've we found him. We've rescued him uh, before did we he goes. Find, to... Did he find Mr. G? I don't know. Let's ask him. <laughs> Chris, Chris Lord, Merry Christmas. There's that eternal search oh, for Mr. Christmas, G. Tyler. Merry Christmas, Chewy, Mr. G, Mr. G Tyler, and all the rest mm. of the team there. Yes. I, I haven't found him yet, but I'm looking for that united grab-and-go uh, trolley, I think, you know, full of, full they, of, they, they, they full of Rob's a, cold nuts. They, 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 didn't have, they, they, didn't, they didn't have a united grab-and-go. And actually, just tell us, do, do you prefer, on, on a flight, do you like warm nuts or cold nuts? Well, you don't get that choice on American Airlines these days, Andrew, unfortunately. The only thing they ever give you, which is so weird, when I knew that, the only thing you get now on American Airlines is a biscotti biscuit. Who, who came Why up with the that? idea that this yeah, is, what is like... What does biscotti have to do with anything? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, American related, <laughs> and also then you definitely need the free water after because biscotti is always a bit kind of. Don't you? <laughs> but do you do you remember that <laughs> when you used to fly on BA and some flight attendants would have a lot of fun with it? They would come down there after sort of like row three or four. They would say, "You know, good evening, sir. Would you like your nuts warm or cold?" And then maybe you would be like, "Warm nuts, cold nuts, ma'am." And I, that's where they got rid yeah, of. And I, anyway. I also, there, I had one where he, he, they, they were handing out the bread, and he said, he said, hot buns, hot buns. <laughs> <laughs> how do, may I ask, how do you warm your nuts on a plane? Well, Rob, <laughs> over to you. Thermal underwear. It's where you leave your long johns on after, I, I, after you when you get on your flight from Zurich. Yeah. It's straight down for the mountains. You got double pants on. Absolutely, it gets yeah. toasty on that Airbus. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, just, just, just apply the, apply the blower. But I, 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 I actually, I actually like it when they offer you warm nuts. I like warm nuts. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I do. There I've never been offered warm nuts Bod- in a plane. You've never, you've really? never, never. Oh my god! No, no, no. Julia? I've missed out never on a generation. Really? No. Not even when you went to Thailand. <laughs> I'm trying to remember yeah. now. Yeah, it is, a cho- it is a choking yes. risk. Spicy just, nuts. Uh, we just need to point that out. it can be a choking risk. You don't, it's true. Well, yeah, it's right. It's, 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 back it's, the, it's the nut. It's, it's, the, nut, it's the nut allergy, Let's listeners. Topic. Nick, you're not joining in on this at all. Right? Change topic. I think he's got, think he's got a little. Nick loves the biscotti biscuits. Let's bring it back to Mr. Lord. Yes, because you are you are a special guest. So, Chris, you've you've returned to the UK. How many states? This is a good quiz for our, maybe for all of us. How many states do you think Chris has been to since he's moved to America? How many? Do you know uh, Andrew? Yeah, because someone someone told me he'd been bragging about it okay. at parties. So. Oh, Chris, was um, bragging. But yes, go ahead. <laughs> good. Should we guess? Should we guess? Yeah, Let's guess. Many, okay, so, Nick, okay, Nick, how many do you? I'm going to go 32. Wow. That's no, going a bit high. Quite a lot. No, no, that's, a lot. That's, a, that's a lot. No, I don't know. Maybe that's that's very expensive as well. Okay, I'm guess you know. 21. 21 states. Okay. Oh, 53. 53. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right, Chris? Get, get that lady an atlas for Christmas. Chris, Chris, how, so, how, how many? Two? Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, oh, 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 we can edit that out. That's fine. Do you enter like guess right? Twenty-two states. Twenty-two states in two years. Not bad. Okay. Name the capital of all of them. Okay, so so there's twenty-two states. Wait, over since you started your gig, or just in the last twelve months? Last last two years. So I've been in the US since December 2021, and in those two years, I have gone to twenty-two states, which is which has been amazing. And it's like you know, seeing so much of that country in such a short period of time, and spent so much time eating biscotti biscuits on the planes going between them. (laughs) But um, but yeah, you know, huge amount of ground covered in those two years. And highlights, state highlights. For me, Alabama was your Alabama was an amazing experience. Yeah, and in fact, you know, that was just a complete surprise, incredible experience. And you know, you know, what the mag would send you for a week down to Alabama to the middle of nowhere to rural Alabama and come back with a design and architecture story, but amazing. Um, I think you know we spent so much time in Asheville um, in preparation for the event that we did earlier this year, and I was going back and forth. I think I think I did seven trips to Asheville in the end, Um, and I really found you know North Carolina and the Carolina in general just an amazing place um and then i think you know we did our dallas event last year in 2022 and texas just continues to inspire and surprise it's just you know the place is so gets so much press about what's going on there and once you get under its surface it's such a fascinating strange place and 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 just so rich with stories i've got my sid mashburn shirt on today he does yeah nice it's got a pearl button you could pop that very easily and turn that into a, uh, Don't need a, a, a little halter neck. I like the Carolinas. It sounds quite camp, doesn't it? Chris, can I ask as well, like, are you driving a lot or are you flying? Yeah, like, how sustainable like, are, are all there, your travels? <laughs> but are there right? road trips? Because the, the thing I love about America, I, I love driving in America mm. and partly because of like the weird gas stations you stop in at and the odd snacks that they sell, you know, like, like hot dogs that have clearly been sitting on the counter uh, for days at a time. And I don't know why, they just kind of pique you curiosity just love a little bit. There's an element of of risk uh, to a, a, a road Well, actually, you, you like a bit of a convenience store reportage, don't you, Chris? Absolutely. And I spent a lot of time just a couple of months ago in Come and Go, the uh, brilliantly named Midwest um, convenience store chain. I don't Which was, uh, you know, we did a whole survey of Iowa. That's their home base. And, and, you know, we spent a huge amount of time driving around. You know, to answer your question, it, driving around America is... It is an amazing experience because it is in the points between those little towns and cities where you do just come across amazing, mad stuff, you know, uh, little tiny towns that, you know, even when I was doing the Iowa story, that whole survey that we've just recently in the, in the new issue of, of the magazine, you know, you go from like one little town and it's like this town is famous because it was where Buddy Holly did his very last gig before he did his fateful flight, you know, and it's like some tiny little town of, of thousands of people. So those bits between the big cities I find are just a really fascinating. Fascinating. And Alabama, to that point, is, you know, in the middle of nowhere. You find this incredible architecture story. I just have to have, because you're on your way to Minneapolis, Nick. Does uh, does the mother-in-law or future mother-in-law let, let you near the car? Uh, yes, no, actually. You're allowed, 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 allowed to behind the... Oh, so you can be the, the Aussie chauffeur. I can be the Aussie down. chauffeur. And again, it's... How are you on snow, though? Uh, nervous, but, I mean, you just plow through, don't you? Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> nervous. <laughs> nervous. Um, uh, no, I, I think, yeah, there, there is just something beautiful about driving in, in the States. And, and, of course, stopping in at Come and Go. Yeah, not a lot of come and go by the sound of it at your uh, in-laws. No, not a lot of that. But, um, <laughs> different, different, different chain of gas And that was another one of your nicknames as well, wasn't it? In, that was college, though. That was college. Thank you, Nick. Um, now, Chris, let's back to you. Um, 2024, mm. 
ambitions, aspirations, places you want to go as you've continued to colour in that map? So I actually, I think for me, 2024 is the year of Mexico, if I'm honest. I think that's going to be just generally the big story. Obviously, we've got a huge election happening in America. It's going to dominate the, the news and so on. But for me, I really, you know, next year for, for Mexico is going to be fascinating. You, they're about to elect one way or the other. It's going to have their first female president. There is a opportunity there for that country to get back out on the world stage and, and really you know present itself I'm literally when Nick gets back to Man- back to uh, London I'm going to be pitching him a kind of road trip of design right through the city right through the country of Mexico so that's the kind of place I really want to get checking into their gas stations checking, as well, they're checking out their rich gas station scene um, and then also I think within the US itself it's, like I say it's going to be an election year I want to get out on that campaign campaign trail as we get start getting into the primaries at the start of the year and like you know really see that machine in action because it's going to be a wild ride in 2024 I would say for America. Uh, and just uh, quickly Chris uh, also you're talking about the primaries um, mm. we didn't talk about another state that you spent a lot of time in, which is Iowa uh, as well and you know, I, I was there, many of our colleagues um, as well. Another one of these surprise states, too. I mean, you spend, you know, totally. of course, everyone has a little bit of a laugh about Des Moines. Then you actually go and experience the place. Um, and of course, like many things, a little bit of a perception changer. It is a perception changer, totally. It's an amazing place. And, you know, t- to your point about the, the primaries and the caucuses, you know, the Iowans always say that they the reason that they have the caucuses, that they're the first ones to kind of vet these candidates, is because it is a place that... Really, you know, they've got a good measure of people there. They really kind of, you know, they, they, they sort of don't suffer fools there. It's a really interesting place full of, and Nick will know this, Nick obviously famously studied in Iowa in, in his earlier days, so he kind of famously, knows the place a little bit. Um, and Wait, amazing, yeah. amazing architecture scene, incredible heritage of like really amazing modernists coming there and, and sort of building in this farm, you know, but, supposedly farmy state. So, yeah, fascinating place, Tyler. Really amazing. I think also, also Chris, I mean, we, we talked about this, obviously, for the Iowa survey as well, but mm. they've got works by Chipperfield. Uh, you know, so they had to have just finished a, a museum in like a town of 4,000 people right. in the middle of nowhere in Iowa. Uh, obviously, you've got Frank Lloyd Wright building... I mean, these these places that, that these architects are working and they've been doing it for 100 years are phenomenal, but they're really out in the middle of nowhere, which is, I think, kind of... It's a remarkable show of... I guess the Iowan people, and it might surprise people, but their willingness to invest in good design, it continues to blow me away that, yeah, this tiny town uh, in the middle of nowhere in Iowa has commissioned one of the world's best current practices. Amazing history of private patronage, you know, of of entrepreneurs who see the value in building amazing art collections and great buildings to house them in. And Chris, Chris, just tell me that, you know, the the news that comes to the world is is usually from the coastal states. Mm. When you go there, is there a different narrative? You know, is 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 it less polarized? Is it is is it a, a, a nicer place for quality of life? What what's the the feeling when you go into the into into Iowa? So I've said you know what I've realised very early on when I got to America and and sort of based myself there was that offline America is such a nicer place than online America, and I think that the 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 view from the coast quite often of that interior of the country is so. Uh, cut and dry and is actually so thin quite often and I you know all of us I think who've experienced you know we went and did a you know our two conferences that we've just done in the last 18 months in America have both been in the south and the vision of the south you know I say to people I'm heading you know I say to people in LA I'm heading off to Alabama to do a design story and people look at me like what's going on in Alabama and I think what you do very quickly realize is that so many of the nationals there in the US their coverage of these states of these southern states is so much about 
the hard news. It's so much about the political. And don't get me wrong, there is no, there's not a dearth of hard news coming out of these places. But there's so much rich stuff that's missed. Uh, that you know, we I get the, the the great privilege to report on quite often. That's amazing stuff that's happening outside of these centres. That's just fascinating stuff. That, that that to the point of what we're talking about in Iowa. Who knew? You know that this incredible Chipperfield building there. Who knew that down Renzo in Renzo Piano's there? A Renzo Piano. You know, incredible. I was in Renzo's building. Absolutely. Uh, yes, in Kyle uh, the Krauss family's HQ. World, World HQ, which which was remarkable. Because I just want to come back to a point, Andrew. We touched on this when we were in Dallas, and 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 you know, this is interesting, Chris, because of course here we were facilitating a conversation on hard topics, soft topics, etc. But Andrew, one of the first things you said was just, it was very, you know, maybe not to use that word, but it was very genteel. I mean, it was just, mm. it, was, it was a very polite conversation in, in a room where things could have become very, very shrill very quickly. But there was an elegance, a decency, there was a measure to it. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I was struck when we were, we were there in, in especially in Dallas about this kind of old school courtesy this this the pride in, in being you know a woman who has manners a, a gentleman in, in the way that you deal with people and we we forget that America is still there because we as you say we see so much shrillness on the TV screens and and being kind of battered out in newspapers but actually on the ground you know there was just a, a remarkable courtesy about everything. All the people we met, and, and, and people with very different views, actually holding very civil conversations. Juliet, are you looking up your recipes? Uh, Juliet's on, on her, like, turkey app or something like that. I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not sure. Not turkey. I ordered goose oh, for tonight. Did you? Yeah. No, actually for tomorrow lunch. Yeah. Okay, yeah. because... Because. Have you... Because. Because Sabina converted you to she goose. She completely converted both of us, I yes, think. It was exactly. delicious. And what is magnificent is that you order it and they deliver it or you go and pick it up but it's steaming warm pre-cooked everything so it's That's for the like a, lazy people but emma i want to bring you in when you say you, when you yeah. line up for your I wanted to when, ask yeah emma when that. you line up for your turkeys is, mm-hmm. are those are they are they cooked those turkeys oh no or, no no see? no no that's oh. it's a it's a it's a <sighs> off a you go <laughs> right well yes and no because okay you've got the heavy lifting literally the heavy lifting with these six kilo beasties which are plump oh. and delicious but then they last you for a good week and i am someone who could literally eat turkey every day and indeed roast potatoes oh. for a week so so yeah okay you're, so your goose is your sort of one hit wonder but my ter- my tea my turkey keeps me happy for several your, days. Your tiki turkey, <laughs> tiki which turkey. is like your like your like trinity tranny. tranny. Your trinity <laughs> tranny. <laughs> yeah, no, it'll keep me going. So no, I'll be I'll be fine with my my plump little bird all week or oh, big bird. Plunk bird. Oh, big I can't bird. Speak. That sounds like Sesame Street. And I like cold, I like cold roast potatoes the day after. If oh, ooh, warm nuts. Like, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, I I can yeah. I, I I like most potatoes. Yeah. Do you mean straight I out mean, of the fridge? Or? No, I mean roasted ones. Is it, or you leave them on the counter, over, not refrigerated. They're probably in the counter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If they're, if they're left yeah. over, I'm, I'm, yeah. I can still, I can still polish yeah. off the potatoes. Oh, it's mm. a, fr- it's a fresh batch every day in the Nelson household. We That's come out about seven kilos heavier, I tell you. Emma, what other side dishes are you cooking? Right here we go, ladies and gentlemen. If you're interested, it's bread sauce, it's cranberry sauce, it's gravy, it's sprouts with chestnuts, it's parsnips, it's a different kind of potato. Is bread sauce like stuffing? Is it the same as? Do you know? I don't know what it is is because oh. it is something that my husband loves and my mum makes oh, but I know no. I just have to buy a lot of white bread Rob, and milk is, 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 and an is onion. It like, but so it's not breadcrumbs. It's like a bread crumb. Crumb. It sounds like a mushy stuffing, through. doesn't it? It's, it's, it's a bit like wallpaper paste but with clothes. A sloppy stuffing. Yeah. Mm. It's, like a loose ah. por- it's like a loose porridge. Rob, it? you make it? Yeah, it's great. No way. Onion, pick, pick, pickle a, uh, um, an onion, fill it full of cloves so it looks like a mine mm. yes. and stick that, mm. in your, stick that in your milk and so you onionise the milk and you clovify the milk and then you put your breadcrumbs in, stir it around, it's delicious. It's and my husband likes a bread sauce sandwich which is nuts. 
Well, no nuts, but bread, bread sauce. Bread on bread. It's a bread, 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 bread. sauce. Nick has got like, so I'm, much I'm to process right now. There's nuts, yeah. there's sloppy you've, stuffings, there's you've got you, um, you've got, but not you've at got, your in-laws. You, yeah, <laughs> no, you've, no, you've no. got that uh, flight to Minneapolis. To, to you can tell it's going to be a tough week. There. I can't uh, wait for them uh, to uh, listen. Week. Hope um, they're not listening. They can listen. Do they listen in? Yeah, but this is our way. This is my way of having the hard discussions with them. What I do is you do it with somebody else and then you play it to them. Right. This I, I don't even know. I'm hearing all sorts Genius. of things. I don't know what's happened this morning. Maybe we shouldn't have had those Negronis, Rob. I think that might have been. Come on. Certainly not at such a such an early hour. Um, should we head to Milan, do you think? Would be, would, is, you like Milan, don't you, Rob? I love a bit of Milan. Yeah, let's go there. Yeah. Should we see if our Ed, Stalk, if our, if our Ed Stalker is uh, is there? Ed, Bonatale, are you there? Uh, I'm here. I don't know how to beat all the chat about hot nuts, really, but I'll try my best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what's uh, give, give us give us the scene uh, in uh, in Milano at uh, this this time of year? Well, you know, everyone everyone's out. Everyone goes to the mountains. Everyone goes to their their other homes. But it, it, everyone's in festive cheer. I think you know, uh, and and it's a it's a good feeling, really, Tyler. Are you are you are as soon as we're off off air? Are you off to your other homes? Uh, yeah, my, my, my many other homes. How did you know? Um, <laughs> I am. Uh, we're, we're heading to Verona, which is where my other half is from, uh, to her family. And we're not cooking this year. We're going out. So it's going to be stress-free, in theory. In theory, yeah. What prompted the no cooking? Was it? <laughs> yeah, it just sounds like the, the family doesn't want to cook for you. <laughs> I mean, like, okay. or are you. Are you treating? What's happening? KFC. I think it's like after I cooked last year, maybe they were just like, never again, no cooking, too much stress. I don't know. It's a bit of an experiment, I think, this year, just to see what it's like to go out. I quite like the idea of just getting someone else to cook for you, not having to worry about the dishes. And yeah, I think it'll but, be Rob, good. Uh, sorry, Ed, when I've come for dinner at your place, that is already what happens. So I don't know where That's this all <laughs> No, there's just lots of baby photos out after it. That, that, it's, I feel it's sort of a propaganda operation saying, look, look how cute the little baby is. And you're uh, about to have another one. Yes, Ed. I am. How good yeah. he Imminent, Ed. Amazing. Imminently. Days away. Okay, exactly. well, do you know who's Tyler? Who's I don't think Tyler. You don't think Tyler knew that, did he? He sounded surprised. <laughs> no, I, sort of, I sort of. I, I saw it in a company bulletin. Um, I, I, I believe. No, I, I'm just. I, could we just bring Juliet in on this? I How want to talk. No, I want to talk. No, no. Oh yeah, no, let's, let's go there. there we go. Let's How go long there. Is paternity leave. Yeah. Where's a monocle? Yeah, a monocle. We're a very enlightened company. I think. Are you? Are you? But wait, are you on an Italian contract or an English contract? But who knows? I don't even know. <laughs> we'll ask. We'll ask Anna. Well, tell me, just Juliet, Christmas itself. I always think what the, the curious thing about Italy is like if you go elsewhere in Europe, you have these Christian holidays, and they're you know it, it's day off for both no work, and then you go to Italy and everything's kind of open, etc. Now no one's praying. No, no everyone it, goes it, to midnight mass. Everyone goes to midnight mass, but it yeah. is it is quite. Heathenistic. Is that what you're oddly saying? Sort of, no, not it's just something oddly secular sometimes. Funny, isn't the way it? it maybe just because Italy wants to do business and it's kind of maybe open. It's that. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, you as a former Vatican correspondent. As a former Vatican correspondent, well, I was always so busy covering the Pope that I didn't have time to go and look at what everyone else was doing on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. But like, I like no. that she's covering the Pope. Sounds like she was like putting like a sort of like <laughs> a, a, little, a little rug over a human shield. shield. You don't want it nasty and cold. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. So I don't find them that much of, of a heathen. 
communistic country. I didn't but yes, say that. we're not no. extremely pious. No, it's a lot about food. And so Christmas Eve dinner is usually capelletti, which, if you ask me, is like a bad version of a wonton. But you eat it in broth, <laughs> and it's like you make it by tradition. The families make everything themselves, and you use like rooster broth, and you have five different meats to make the meat filling, and you got to make the homemade pasta, uh, flatten it out to make these little like tortellini kind of things. Ed, is that what's going on right now? No, definitely. Ro- yeah, rooster right broth. Now, I'm actually you just. I've got my rolling pin in one hand. How did you know? <laughs> Speak for yourself, Ed. <laughs> Ed no, what, what, what will happen on this Christmas Eve? <laughs> Ed, are you going to midnight mass tonight? No, 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 no. Not with your rolling no. pin. Stay away from that. No, not particularly stay away from the rolling pin. Where'd I go from there? Um, you go? Yeah, I'll be staying away from church after that. After I've had a bash with the rolling pin. Don't worry. I, no, I, I'm I won't my go rolling to pin this week either, so it's fine. Fantastic. Good to know, Nick. <laughs> I don't know. We're, we bro- we're definitely broadcasting right now. Aren't we? Yeah, we're, all, we're we're on we're on air, listeners. Um, Ed, um, just just tell me. So, we're going back to the children, you do have a, a young boy, uh, and what gifts are you putting under the uh, under the tree for him this year? Does, is he appreciative of Christmas? Yeah, he loves a bit of Christmas. And they also have this, uh, there's this uh, saint called Santa Lucia mm. that is celebrated in some parts of Italy, like Verona uh, and a few other cities. So he's already had that. He's had like an early Christmas, uh, like a week ago or something or two. I don't even remember. So he's already had a load of presents and he gets like a second Christmas now. So he's doing pretty well. He's asked for a bike, but I think he's probably going to fall over quite a few times trying to ride oh, it. Bless. We'll try. Training yeah. wheels. <laughs> No, no wheels, because he's had the balance bike, so you've got to go straight to no... Ah, the Leica bike, the one that has yeah. no pedals but rides. Yeah, he's got oh, that, right. but, now yeah. he, okay. but now he wants a proper right. one. About time. And you send him around the streets, streets of Milan. It must be but, tricky with the tram tracks. With the tram track, <laughs> I get stuck in them. Um, <laughs> you've, you've got a gorgeous bike, Ed, but you can barely ride it there, can't you? I can barely you... ride anyway, but uh, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've had a few... Can't do, you can't do a racing bike, really. I've had a few close calls getting stuck in those tram uh, rivets. But if you, you if need a mountain bike with the fatter wheels. And that's, yeah. listen, you're speaking to the expert yeah. there as well. Yeah, it's a secret. That's yeah. what I've and, asked and, Santa and, and, for. And it needs to be an e-bike as well, right, Julia? Definitely. Well, we, we've had two, uh, two colleagues go asunder in Zurich. At least. Uh, I we, mean, two that we know about. <laughs> we, yeah, Rob, cool. Rob, you've never gone over the bars, have you? Yeah. No, no, no. I don't, I, don't like the, uh, I don't like the tram tracks. I, no. I, I like to... He's normally like under the bar. We're, we're, I like straight lines. I like zigzags. <laughs> Very good, Ed. Very good, Ed. Like, right? Uh, yeah, we had, uh, we, we had our uh, Nolan Giles, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anders. Yeah. Anders. Who else? Luke. I've got a feeling Luke came off. Commercial, oh, yeah, no, Luke, he came, came off a right scooter. On that was, okay. uh, that was on, a, on a, one of those e-scooters, but also trying to negotiate the tram tracks yeah. here as well. Yeah. So dangerous. Yeah, the silent killer trams. <laughs> Ed, what are you hoping Santa brings you for Christmas? <laughs> well, it sounds like I need an e-bike, doesn't it? Yeah, with fat wheels. Yeah, with exactly. Fat wheels. No fatty crabs, but fat wheels. <laughs> Maybe a helmet. <laughs> could be good. Yes. That, I think, do you need to, do you need to wear a helmet in Italy? You don't wear no, a helmet, do you, Juliet? No. You, I do, definitely. Oh, you do wear a helmet. Definitely. But, but there, the there aren't really road rules in Italy, are there? So you can no, kind of do whatever you want. Yeah, no. And no you don't one have, bothers you don't with helmets helmet here. Okay, Ed, top story of the year. What was, what was your, what was this, like the, the piece of outstanding reporting that you want everyone to remember you for, for 2023? Oh, I think probably it's Melilla uh, when I went to one of Spain's enclaves in North Africa. I, you know, a bit like Chris was saying earlier, it's kind of amazing 
that you know there's still uh, a media outlet sending people to places like that and it was just yeah it was just a really fascinating uh, experience to be in this sort of enclave of Europe in North Africa right on the border with Morocco this fascinating uh, mix of cultures you know uh, Islam, Christianity, Judaism, it's all there in this tiny little enclave. Um, so, yeah, it was a really fascinating story to be there and traveling around by car, meeting with loads of people and writing in a first piece for that, Tyler. And where do you want uh, Santa, editor-in-chief, to send you in 2024? Ooh, uh, well, I've got about a bit. I was, of course, in Dubai and uh, the UAE as well, but I think I've done quite a lot of travel since I've been uh, back in Europe, in Western Europe, and so... I'd be keen uh, to to get to more Eastern European parts maybe next year. I've never been to Romania. I'd like to find some stories there. You've also pitched a singing competition already, so which is uh, kind of Balticky. Oh, it's Balticky. So wait, you, so wait you, you want he wants to go to Eurovision? No, he doesn't want to go to Eurovision because <laughs> that, that's wants, in Malmo, isn't it? You, you, so. You've already pitched a story. May I remind I have. you? about uh, a big sing- a singing festival? So we'll see. Okay, what the one the, that, the that's in Lithuania, Estonia, yeah. the Estonia one. Yeah. Okay. Lithuania. My, my, mom, my mom will sort you out for that one. <laughs> um, Ed, have a very, very uh, Merry Christmas. Enjoy uh, Verona. Merry Christmas, Ed. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Ed. Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, we're just uh, coming to the end of the program. Um, I know you were asking questions a little bit earlier. Um, what, what do people um, want for Christmas? But Rob, we'll start with you. What are you hoping Santa's going to bring you? Um, actually, talking of bikes, I wouldn't mind one, a, a normal one that I can ride around London. Okay. Like more of a mountain bike vibe than a drop right. handlebar. Something okay. practical, something good, yeah. something unfussy. Basket on the front, basket on the back. Mud guards. Yeah, exactly. I don't want anything. Where's your basket? It's always on the front. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, well, I, was go, I was going to go a bike as well. I'm yeah. very keen to uh, ride a cowboy, but I yeah. think um, I, I, I'm going to change that. I'm going to mix it up. I, I, you know, scarves are essential at this time of year. There's this great uh, brand called Hades that are producing brilliant wool scarves. I'm a simple man. I'd love a Hades. Okay, very good, Andrew. Oh, I didn't, you know, actually, I know what you want. You want you want a little run you want a little runabout, don't you, for uh, for Palma? Yeah, I'd like to. Go, I'm, I'm, is that bad to ask for a car? <laughs> it's fine. E car. You like to have a car for Christmas? Mm-hmm. Yes. Are you having a little Twingo? Chocolate. Chocolate. Oh, you want a doggy? Okay. Because the cat's gone. <laughs> Mr. Buttons is... I wasn't expecting that. That's what I want. I thought you were just saying chocolate. Chocolate lab. And and back and back in London, Emma. Super practically, I want some fabulously good baking trays and some warm nuts on a plane, please. Okay, well, coming up, <laughs> and you consider it done, Emma. Oh, and me. Thank I just, you, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm, I'm with Andrew as well. I want a, I want a car. I want, I want to make sure. I, <laughs> I want to get. I want to get my new Land Cruiser. If you want to, so, if you want to do a party exchange with your Jimny, uh, I'll, I'll help you out. Yeah, I don't know something. I want a chocolate lab brown. That, that, that's what I want. Everyone, uh, very, very Merry Christmas. Andrew Tuck, Nick Mays, Rob Bound, Juliet Lindy, Emma Nelson. Huge thanks also to Fiona Wilson, uh, Naomi Shu Elegant, Chris Lord, and Ed Stalker. Our producer today was Desiree Bentley. Studio manager, also Desi, and uh, Mariella Evans looking after things in London. I'm Tyler Brule. I'm going to be back uh, a little bit after New Year's, but have a very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Goodbye. Birthday. Happy Christmas.